And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the season of the Glovers Cast with me, Ian, and this evening I'm joined by David Coates. Howdy, doody. And Ben Barrett. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Ben. Hiya. This is, this, is, this is Ben who tried to knock me down the steps at Meadow Park yesterday. Completely perplexed me having been stood in the sunshine for 90 minutes I was was quite uh, wired to the moon and Ben came head down and tried to grab me um, as I was uh, I was stood in the uh, stood in the stand there I was I was so confused it's unbelievable and then I realized who it was and suddenly it all made sense factually correct all of that was actually factually correct yeah yeah was was this before being bathed in sun for 90 minutes or after no being... this was after i was oh, okay, i was yeah. i was already uh yeah sort of like i say wide to the wide to the moon if you can be wide to the moon you probably can can't you thought, <laughs> that's yeah. that's a phrase i'm unfamiliar with no okay well, wide to the moon put it down okay get it on the list if there is a list um how was your final games of the season then lads fine fine it was fine it was it was it was it was the final game of the season it was fine yeah i don't think there's too much for us to dive massively into uh i guess the the big thing going into the game was josh Staunton pulling out immediately prior to kickoff and uh our favorite loney ollie haste returning to the fold um by all accounts, he had the uh, the game of his life and had a, a brilliant afternoon. Can I just ask, and um, I'm, obviously, as anyone who knows me will know, that I'm not an expert when it comes to haircuts, but what is Ollie Hayes' haircut all about? It's a great question. I it, brought it up at halftime. kind the, of like a mullet, but it's not, isn't it? Because he's it's very like, closely it's, shaved at the sides. It's, it's, it's like he wants the mullet, Yeah, but he's not quite there yet. No, he's not. It's like a, a pre-mullet. Like it's a pre-mullet. <laughs> Perhaps he's growing a mullet. Yeah, I think I I I, I think so. I think that's the one thing we discussed uh, at length at halftime during the interval. Um, yeah. What what the hair was, and yeah, the the the, the pre-mullet. We are yeah. as he as he is off farming stock. It does look like the kind of haircut that I imagine would go down he's, well in farming stock. I think. He's not cattle. <laughs> no, no, no. Stock, as in he is. He, he's he's a farm lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's got that farmer strength. That's why he's so good at centre back. I see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought he was a sheep. I was going to say I think he spent too much time in Plymouth. That could be. Oh, that. maybe. Yeah. Could be. Could be. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, it, I, I saw far more of him in the second half than I did in the first. Ben would have probably had a better view of him in the first half because he was uh, he was in the the stand near the centre of the pitch. But um, 
Yeah, but I did at the right towards the end of the game. I moved across to the side to try and grab a couple of pitches, and I was up close and personal for a sliding uh, tackle from uh, from Ollie Haste on I think uh, Lee and Love, and it was forceful. And this was going into injury time at the end of the game. So yeah, he didn't let up. That's for sure. I I think I mean I, he was my man of the match. I think he was Sheridan's man of the match by. A country mile for us, for me. He just he he has bulked out since we saw him at Auction on the final day of last season. He's he's grown into himself, into his body. Um, look really assured. Lee and Love didn't really have anything the whole game. Tyrone Marsh was doing everything he could to avoid him and get on Max Hunt. Um, he had a really good, solid game. He kept very, very good um, attack-minded players out. He was throwing his body in the way of things. In the second half, he was trying to get forward. He was trying to have a couple of strides out from the back and get involved. There was one point where he whips the ball around the opposition centre half and tries to get a whipped ball cross in on the byline. I think the ball actually goes out of play in the end. But the only person who was in the middle of the box to receive it was Ben Jarney. And I was like, this is some lovely little poetry that Ollie Hayes is trying to set up Ben Jarney in the 80th minute for a, an equaliser. Um, very, very impressive. Very assured. Very calm. Um, lots to like about that performance it's obviously a very small sample size but um gives you a lot to think about for next year and off that one performance if we've got nothing else to go off i would absolutely be having him uh, around next season and involved week in week out that was such an assured performance against a pretty good boreham woodside a playoff a playoff boreham woodside Mm, yeah exactly and when you when you think about where he spent all of his time this season Truro, obviously, in the playoff final tomorrow mm. or today, as uh, you're listening, um, you know, he's played a whole season in a team that could reach the same league that we're going to be going into next year. So, you know, I think he's probably earned the right to have a shot. Absolutely. I, I said actually on commentary that I, I, he, he probably has benefited from having Paul Watton as his manager, someone who sort of does has done that role for us and for plenty of other teams around the southwest and and wherever so yeah really good performance highlight of the day for me was his was his outing very very assured liked it liked it a lot dave was it more of the same going forward yesterday it was they were attacking <laughs> uh, uh, the the away end in the uh, in, in the first half and i think with the exception of Charlie Cooper, I think it was, hitting one and it deflecting wide. I don't remember Nathan Ashmore um, in the Bournemouth goal having particularly anything to do with that first half. Did I miss something, Ben? Not really. There were opportunities to get involved as Anders Azeba um, had a moment where he jinked into the box on the left-hand side and then didn't pull the trigger. Jordan Young made a couple of really nice moves on the edge of the box and he dropped a shoulder just gave himself half a yard and you're just begging him to shoot. He doesn't. He then takes another touch around another play and you think, oh, go on then this time. And then he doesn't. He looked wide and I was getting a little bit frustrated. Someone just hit, hit the damn thing. Um, there was, there was, I mean, it's, it's Groundhog Day stuff. There were nice passages of play in and around the 18-yard line. But the minute we got anywhere near inside the box, just nothing. And we didn't look particularly strong from set pieces either. But again, that's nothing new. Um same thing time and time again. There was enough there that you could see that there's something to work on, but it was almost inevitable that it wasn't going to go anywhere. 
if I heard one person shout just effing shoot uh, yeah. during that 90 minutes, I heard a million of them because yeah. it, was, uh, it was said a lot of times uh, in both both halves. And and then we did the, um, yeah, the, the script again. So we stuck perfectly to the script after that was our forward play. Then we switched off for a moment. It's all about moments. Get all the whatever phrases we want to put in and boom, they scored. Yeah. Um, one and and like I said again, add it to the list of things we've said a million times before. I was writing conclusions, trying to come up with something original, um, and couldn't completely failed uh to do that because there is nothing original about this this season, and yet we have players, managers, um, and others who come out after games and make it sound like it's some great surprise to them. The fact that we, we talk time and time again about, oh, it's the story of our season, which has become the most well-worn phrase in uh, in the history of the Oval Town. And it's a surprise. So, okay, <laughs> you know that's a problem. Do something about it. And do something different. Anyway. Angry. Bit late for that now, Dave. We, well, that was, that yeah. was game 46. <laughs> <sighs> and it was a foul on the build-up to the goal absolutely was a foul 1000% was a foul I haven't seen it back I don't need to see it back it was a foul yeah don't think the ref had an amazing game but you know I'm sure I'm sure they're better in the National League South <laughs> lol um, is there any other real moments of the actual match you want to talk about or should we talk about the circumstances surrounding Can- the match can we talk about Rio Griffith's back pass to the goalkeeper? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, lovely through ball from Xander Saziba. Really nice thread the needle ball. And Rio Griffiths has the goal gaping, gaping at him. Nathan Ashmore is not a small man, but there was an awful lot of goal to hit. And it was the most piddly little P-roller back pass. One-on-one from Rio Griffiths ever. And ah, oh, just just hit the damn thing. I think um, his agent in the away end was watching him and thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna get this ladder move." <laughs> that 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 definitely added a couple of zeros to the old uh, request. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but there, there's no. got to be a number bigger than zero at the start of that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it it did add some zeros, but it might have added a decimal point in along the way at some point. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, that is just. It was so. I don't know what the word is. It, yeah, it was just, it was pathetic. <laughs> it's not easy to have a shot whilst you're moving quickly with a guy trying to pull you back and all the rest of it. I don't know. It probably is if it's your job uh, to do that. Uh, yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> maybe I'm trying to be kind there, but I was just like, oh my days. He could put it anywhere. And it's like maybe... saying to a bus driver, it's not easy to drive a bus once the engines go in, or it's, it's not easy. Yeah, I know. I to just read uh, the news when you're a newsreader. You know, it's just it's not not necessarily in your in your DNA, is it? I like how Ben said uh, it was pathetic, and then Zen said, "Maybe I'm being too kind." Not no. <laughs> yeah. Nathan Ashmore has so much time just to just to lie down. He basically makes a bed, lies down calmly, just grabs the ball and just stays there for a second or two because this ball has travelled three yards in about seven minutes. Ugh. <laughs> We, he made a couple of good saves, didn't he, Nathan Ashmore? He, he, made, he, made, he made a great save from Chury Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I... Chury Johnson did 
the thing that we should have been doing all season. He just had I, a go. He just had a go. It was he just was, like he was walking back to the, the coach afterwards, and Sheridan said goodbye, thank you, and you know, see you, see you whenever. And uh, he went, oh, I nearly scored. That was going absolute top bins, that one. And I was just like, yeah, it might have been, you know, it might have been. I said on commentary, that's what you get, though, when you're up against the second best keeper in the league. So, um, Woulda, yeah. coulda, shoulda. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, it was a good moment. He got forward. <laughs> Jory Johnson's ankle is in absolute bits. He got clattered in the first minute. He's been on painkillers for a little while just to get through these last couple of games. He's fine, nothing serious, but he got trod on in the first minute. And he had this moment where he must have looked over to the bench and gone, oh, that's four attackers on the bench. No, three attackers because we made the change. That's three attackers on the bench and I'm a right back. So he had to kind of hobble his way through, bless him. Fair play to that man. And for the rest of them because uh, obviously on Friday afternoon we heard a couple of rumblings that uh, the staff at the club hadn't been paid which we then got uh, verified that this was the case and uh, decided to tell the world because you know the world should know about these things it's one of those situations where lots of clubs over the course of the last few years have gone through these moments and we've all sort of sat back and thought, oh dear, oh dear, what a that's a club in crisis, isn't it? How does, how does it reach that point? And uh, annoyingly, we are now that club. And <laughs> every everyone uh, I mean, everyone went to the ground, didn't they? Everyone was at Bournemouth other than Alex Fisher. Alex Fisher was the only one that wasn't there um, just because he's still got yeah, a well, pretty I- bad leg. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go on a bus with a cage around my leg, particularly. No, exactly. So he was he was given the um the the week off. Everyone else was there. Everyone was all together. JMD was in the stand. Lawson was there. Um, everyone was in the gear and everything. They'd all probably properly dressed up and they were Yeovil branded and whatnot. So yeah. So uh, how do we want to do this? I mean, brilliant effort from uh, or not effort? What should we say? Uh, those players have all travelled uh, a fair distance to not be involved if they're injured or out of the squad and to play and put their bodies on the line uh, without being paid their month's wages. Um, and albeit they, they're expected to be paid later this week or perhaps uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And they, and they all wanted to be there. A couple of them did speak. I was there very early with Sheridan and they were talking to Sheridan and, a couple, and, and, and the ones that they actually wanted to be there and you could kind of feel that which was nice nice to see good to see a few people um, yeah good to see a, a, a group together when it would have been very easy to go nah you're alright I think it's um, as I've already done tonight uh, easy to criticise people by saying that's your job. You should be able to do that. But I'm not. I think not being paid kind of <laughs> gives you a reason that maybe that's not my job. If I'm not getting paid for it, then maybe that's not my job. And as you say, they will get paid, but it just goes to show the um, well, the lack of respect uh the uh, lack of a plan the lack of a lot of things that exist at the at the top of our club and we all know who the people are at the top of our club and the fact that the you know the players turned up there i think shows them in a far better light than those at the top of the club and typically 
everybody blamed everybody else. So. Yeah, I think a lot has to do with Mark Cooper. I think he's had a very Was he difficult week. Well, no, but I think he's had a, a week <laughs> where he's basically yeah. just got everyone together, uh, whether, you know, regardless of the situation and kind of got everyone to rally around. I think he takes an awful lot of, should take an awful lot of credit for gathering that together, whether you think he's the best manager in the world or not. I think he's had a very, very good week as as head coach, as manager of our, of our football club in that respect. And let's not forget in amongst this, it's not just the players, it's the employees of the club who uh, aren't paid perhaps as lucrative, lucratively as footballers are and do the dirty work in behind or have to, you know, upload stuff to websites and social media and make sure people, you know, run the payroll, do all this sort of stuff. There are those employees at the club who will have direct debits going out on the 1st and 2nd of May uh, that perhaps aren't going to have the money there that will do it and the resulting bank charges, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that will, will hit them too. And it's, it's just, it is just a sorry state of affairs. And uh, you retweeted distant Glover's illustration from the other week, didn't you, Dave? Yeah. Uh, another low to add to the pile of lows. Yeah. For this add season. the low to the lows. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it was, uh, it was a prophetic when it happened, I think, there. Um, not pathetic, prophetic, as in, yeah. Uh, and, and sadly, as Alex has said, he wishes he was wrong. <laughs> but he's absolutely spot on with that mm. car thing that he came up with. It is, also uh, pathet- it is also pathetic that they haven't been paid. By the oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, um, I'd like to think that there's people out there who feel... Um, uh, ashamed or bad that about the fact that that happened but i i think that the, the, uh, they won't when does a yeovil town season uh when is it going to end normally like when is it just going to end with the players and their kids walking around the pitch waving saying see ya and it's not like we don't have a manager oh we we don't have an owner we don't have this we don't have that it, it, it's ridiculous isn't it the past yeah. few years they've all been different as well yeah. there was the covid one where we suddenly had a random playoff in front of nobody and then we haven't had an, dropped out of the football league then you have a, a nearly one with a playoff with uh, everyone behind closed doors and then you have the horrific tragedy we went through and sort of finishing that and just getting through the end of that season and then it's just, it's, everyone's been slightly different. Managers changing. Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee's going to see it's the end of the season. Oh, no, it's not. Josh Norton is. And now this one, where they're not being paid. Yeah. It is just ridiculous that it keeps happening to this football club. People joke about Spurs being Spursy. Jesus Christ, we aren't half being Yeovilly at the moment. Yeah, we need a... Uh... <laughs> the thing is, as well, for us, like this time last year, the season finished, and then it was all the Chris Hargrove stuff. And there was all that stuff. I just want a quiet summer. I just want... <laughs> Whereas I think this week's gonna, there's going to be a shitload happens this week. And <laughs> we've made our bed. <laughs> we've got a line here. <laughs> but uh, it's just going to be busy again, isn't it? Um, shall we take GCQs? Because we've got an exciting finish to the show. So let's get the rest of the moaning out of the way. For sure. For sure. Where, 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 where do you want to start? 
Uh, I've got Twitter open. I'm there if you want me to. Go Twitter. Okay. Dan Johnson says, given your previous two polls, would you three rather the SU Glover's takeover succeeds or we enter administration and start again? Brackets somehow. So Dan is referencing the polls we put on the website where uh, I forget the exact percentage, but quite a lot. 82, was it? 82% of people don't think the takeover is going to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one at the moment, which is running, which is asking people if they want it to take over, want SU Glovers to take over. The last time I looked, it was about 75% yes, 25 yeah, 70, no. 70%. So as we sit here at 33 minutes past eight on a Sunday evening, it's 522 votes. 365 yes and 157 no. So 70% want SU Glovers to complete the takeover and 30% don't want them to complete the takeover. So um, I will say that as I understand it, I don't, I don't think administration is, is, a, is a good thing for all the, uh, the obvious reasons, the points deductions, the... Um, what? Well, I mean, I, 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 people say, oh, yeah, you can wipe out all your debts as if that's just going to resolve all your problems. I mean, I'm not an insolvency practitioner, believe it or not, um, but I don't think administration is a good thing. So if it's a choice of administration or SU Glovers taking over, then my, my, my vote goes towards SU Glovers taking over. But obviously, if SU Glovers do take over, then there's got to be a lot more common sense um, and everything going behind what it is they do. And we've said it all along that there's got to be Matt, Paul, Saki, whoever else is involved have to start listening to people around them rather than just... Not not, not Sky, though. Well, not Sky, no. No, yeah, who, who was around them on Saturday. But, the, but no, people who are running around and... Um, People who are there who understand the football club, who understand how to run run a football club, because they don't. And one of the very sensible things that Martin Hellier said in his interview was, if it was, um, I I wouldn't be asking Mark Cooper to come and sign off on the end of year accounts uh, in the same way that I wouldn't be telling him how to buy a striker. Now, say what you like about Martin Hellier. um, That's a very sensible way to approach it. And if we could have um, Matt Ogler and others who wanted to take that approach, I'd be far more supportive of them. But at the moment, if it's a choice between administration and all the risk that comes with that and someone taking over. Here's a question. Here's a question to follow that up with then. Is it a choice between administration or them? Pass. I, I, I can only assume that it is. Because we're not paying players, which is a sure sign. So, okay, let me just stop you there. Sorry, I, I, this is something that I've been sitting on for a couple of days now. Whose responsibility is it to pay the players? Is it SU Glovers who claim stewardship since December 2022? I, I, I don't think stewardship means anything. No, but if, if, they're, if they claim to be running it and influencing the acquisition of players, is it not assumed they are in charge of paying said players? Well, the... the, the um, uh, emphasis word there is assume. So well then, yeah. let me so, let me say so this. If you're let telling me, say- me, if you're telling me that there is a legal something in place that that says that is the case, then yes. But surprise, surprise, we don't know, do we? If in my head, 
in my one person opinion head if SU Glovers are in any way, shape or form responsible for the fact that players and staff have not been paid this past month. SU Glovers position at this football club is completely and utterly untenable and cannot continue. OK, so the, 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 the real question there is, is that the case? Because the if way it is I, the case, well, if, if it, it is, is the case, yeah. I do not want anyone who is responsible for the fact that this football club has not paid its staff and its players to be anywhere near the football club. OK, well, let me flip that around on you then. Let's say that that's not the case. Are you saying you don't want Scott Priestnell, Stuart Robbins, who are the people who are listed on the, the Yeovil Football and Athletic Club, the company that runs the football operations of the club, Scott Priestnell and Stuart Robbins are the directors. They're legally responsible. There's nobody else's name on there. Matt Ogler's name's not on I... there. Paul Sackey's name's not on there. Those two are legally responsible for that business. So by what you said there, if... If, and if is the operative word here, isn't it? If, um, if is doing so much heavy lifting. Yeah, exactly. But if that is the case, then you're saying you don't want Stuart Robbins or Scott Priestnell anywhere near the club either. If that I, is I, the case. I, I just don't, I just don't think, I just don't, I, I think not paying your staff members has to be a line in the sand moment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I completely agree with you. So I completely I, agree I, with I, you. But, but I your, also don't, maybes. I don't see why, uh, but legally, I cannot see how it's, it's SU Glover's responsibility, unless unless but, there is some kind of piece of paper that says it is their responsibility. But how they've obviously signed certain players uh-huh. for the team. Uh-huh. Is that's you know is that their responsibility? Well, they've signed so players the, the manager didn't want. Yeah. And now, and now, you know, there, there's that level of. So they can sign who they want, but they don't have, you know, but are they not responsible for paying said players? So they but can add to the wage bill, but not have to pay the wage bill. So it all it comes down can't, to... Can't have it both ways. Well, it all comes down to, is there an agreement? Is there something that says they're responsible for this? Because if they're not, if there isn't that agreement, and, and we don't know because nobody will tell us anything, but if there isn't, then basically what they've done is they've put their own money in out of the goodness of their heart. Now you people might scoff and say, Oh, well, they're not going to do that. Are they Dave? Okay. Well, tell me why then tell me why show me a piece of paper that says they're responsible or here's a crazy idea. How about somebody who's in charge of our football club comes out and says, that is the case. They are responsible for that. And then we all know, don't we? No, because that would be far too simple, wouldn't it? Well, it wouldn't be simple, but that would be that would be the obvious thing uh, for me to do. I don't see. Back to Dan's question. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a question. Wasn't <laughs> I don't see how this drags on for this amount of time without there being something else happening. It, I just don't think it happens. Scott Priestnell clearly wants rid of the club, and you know the fact that he's not involved at all and hasn't been involved at all since August, as far as we know. Like, suggests to me that he is well and truly checked out and has no interest. So there's no reason for him to hang on. And perhaps there is an element of deal regret. You know, the way Mark Cooper speaks about the situation um, since the Uglers have come in and, you know, made the changes and done whatever and torn the team to pieces and <laughs> perhaps cost us our space in the National League. Um, you know, it would not surprise me if there's something else going on. So you two are going administration then? 
Well, I don't think administration. Well, I don't think administration is on the cards because if oh, min- if administ- oh, we have another option now. You never gave me another option. <laughs> well, well, maybe people. <laughs> if administration happens, then doesn't everything that's been going on behind the scenes come to the light? And yeah. I can imagine that the man at the very top of the football club on company's house will not want that to happen under any circumstances. And the National League board. Um, I agree. I don't think it's a simple one or the other option. I don't know what option three is, but I don't think it's it's as simple as we are thinking. And based on uh, the recent likes of Matt Ugler, liking Hartlepool, United, uh, statement <laughs> about them being up for sale. Yeah. Uh, but, and what happened the other day? Someone posted a, a WhatsApp conversation of, uh, we don't know that they were messages from Matt Ugler, but messages saying that they were speaking to Bradford. Um, perhaps they're not as green tinted as we might think and just want a football club, which is well within their rights just to want a football club. <laughs> you don't suddenly become Yeovil Town fans, especially when you're on. In, in no form at all and about to crash out of the league you're in. Uh, Dan Johnson, yeah. we're not going to ask Dan Johnson's second one because we've talked about how good Ollie Haste was. Very good. Um, Debs asks, a post put out by AP Sports Advisory yesterday suggested Nubel, Nuble deal had taken longer than planned only a few weeks before. The same account tweeted that the deal with YTFC and Frank Nuble had broke down late on deadline day. What do we make of this? Who do we trust? Why can't we have transparency? Well, what I did, I did a crazy thing and I asked someone who was <sighs> involved in this question, what's the situation there? And they did an even crazier thing. And when someone asked them a question, they responded with a clear answer. <laughs> oh, my word. Uh, who'd have thought that was possible? So AP Sports Advisory replied back for the avoidance of doubt. There you go. There's a good one. You're listening, Stuart. Uh, for the avoidance of doubt, Frank would have signed for Torquay a lot earlier if Yeovil didn't stall with their interest. Yeovil were the first club to send over official terms, but chose not to sign off on it for their own reasons. There you go. There you go. There you go indeed. Asked and answered. Uh, Nick Haywood. Uh, It's a bit of a contradiction, this tweet. No questions. Sick to death of it. Okay, just one. (laughs) Do you think Robbins is now trying to block the SU deal, even though he favoured it over Simmel in December? I, we don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. We just Tell don't you. know these things. Tell you what, Stuart, I know you're listening to this. Stuart, Stuart, over here. <laughs> Answer that question, mate. Cheers. Uh, Callum Hallett says, evening. 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 How are <laughs> How are you all feeling now the season is over? And how are you feeling about the summer, pre-season and next season? I feel, great that, I feel great that the season's over. I feel really happy that it's all done and dusted. Next season, I have not got a clue. I don't, I don't want to think about next season. I've done an awful lot of not thinking about next season because it makes me sad. I think that Ben and I are going to spend a lot of time in my car next season. I think that's what's going to happen. Going to football? Yes, going to football. Just That's to we'll clarify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be some... Uh, All right. Okay, no, okay, no, okay, no. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Clevo. Clevo. Evening. Evening. 
Glad Please. to see the back of this season. Oh, amen, Clevo. Getting your crystal ball out. How do you oh. see the off-field saga panning out? Like everyone else, I'm tired and sick of it. Just want us to be run like a normal football club. Yeah, I agree with you. How yeah. do you see it panning out? Well, we've just discussed that. Apparently, there's at least 97 different choices and rather, <laughs> rather than rather than just the two. But uh, but guess what? We can't tell you what any of those choices are because we don't have a effing clue. We've done that. Uh, John M, if SU Glovers get the club, do you think Mark Cooper will be dismissed? And who would you want to come in and replace him, considering the mess we are in? Uh, I do think Mark Cooper would be dismissed based on the very public war of words. And I do not want Sol Campbell to come in and replace the mess. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm not sure you'd have much choice in the matter. No. And I'm not... I don't know. If they come in, based on what they've done, based on what they have done on the field so far, I'm not sure I trust them to find the right person. Correct. That that person, whoever they are, has got to be someone who understands that level of football, isn't it? Someone with experience of managing at that level. Now, Mark Cooper hasn't managed at that level. I don't think I could have got that wrong, but um, but he has. He is someone who clearly has an understanding of non of non league football, and therefore I would say I would not be disappointed at all if Mark Cooper was still there. Plus, I imagine um, he would encourage. Uh, a number of players to stick around. You have kind of answered Liam Cooper, uh, Liam's question saying, is Cooper the right man to take us back up from the National League South? I, I think there will not be any other managers with the same experience as Mark yeah. Cooper has in and the level that Mark Cooper has in National League South next season. Correct. I, I, I can't say I'm Mark Cooper's biggest fan and maybe haven't been since day one, but the idea of us getting rid of him and appointing someone who hasn't got a clue what that level is all about and what being at Yeovil is all about frightens the living daylights out of me. Um, I think the minimum that Mark Cooper deserves is a full, clear, unblemished season. season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you haven't said that yet this season. I know. <laughs> Chris Harvey's had a full, unblemished Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he just chuck a load of money at people that were good on YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Darren Sarl had a good preseason this year, didn't he? A full he proper a, preseason. He, he, <laughs> funny that. And a lot for himself, honey. Funny that. Uh, ben, Stupidest thing we ever did. Ben Lloyd says, do you think it was a mistake for SU Glovers to bring in players Cooper didn't want to sign? Yes, yes. massively. Yes. Especially the ones who back pass it to the goalkeeper. I, um, I tell you what, it's not the reason we've gone down, but it's the reason we haven't stayed up. Oh, I like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very poetic. Uh, Roman Bachelor says, are you going to do a podcast ranking all the players from this season out of seven? And if so, how many podcasts will it take you to get through all 43? <laughs> well, I've started the draft post today, Robin, and I think I've got all the players. It was quite a long list and... Some of them are going to have to be put into spaces of, we still have these. Uh, these ones left. These ones are loans. Oh, shit, I forgot about him. Um, there's quite a few. So we might not do a podcast. We might. We don't know. We're pretty tired. But there'll definitely be an article on the website for people to have a go at. So, yes, it's coming. It's coming. Um, 
Toby Bushnell says, have you considered a weekend long fishing trip during the summer break to de-stress after this season? You could record a podcast whilst you're at it and call it Glover's Casting. Hey! Like it. Have you ever been fishing? No, I don't want to go fishing. It sounds fucking dull. (laughs) There you go. Let's roll that one out then. I I think I'd rather play golf than fish and I really don't want to play golf. That sounds fucking dull as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, thanks. (laughs) Uh, Chris Fox says, when's the live show and when's the quiz back? Have we done a on season? The live have, show. Have we the done quiz a quiz? back on the live show. <laughs> have we done a quizless season? Done a quizless season, yeah. Oof. There you go, Dave. It, it's coming back when a critical mass of people want it back, rather than just a couple. <laughs> critical mass. <laughs> That's what I want. I want, I want, I want over 100 people to vote that they want. I was going to say, most, most of the fans are critical. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. A massive <laughs> criticism. Uh, that's all for Twitter. Debs has asked another one, but I think we're going to save it for a quieter week. And Robin Batchelor has asked a question that we're probably going to answer some of these questions within the next segment of the show. Anything on Facebook? Uh, uh, wait a second. Talk about oh, something. Hurt my ears. Talk about oh. something. Talk about something. Yeah. What are you drinking uh, in? What are you having? It's a Thatcher's Katie. Oh, yeah, there you go. that's all night. I'm having a ZX Cola Aldi knockoff Coke Zero. Nice. nice. I've got an actual Coke Zero. Oh no! Do you know <laughs> there is a on on our website there is a there is a question from Tony Fern that is literally just a full stop. That's all it is. So thank all you, right. Tony. Yeah, just a full oh, stop. There was uh, one in. In the There's twi- some inside the space. Wait a sec, there is some inside the oh, space. You, sh- you did that thing where you shared it on everyone. Yeah, I did. Oh. Anthony, oh, okay. So Anthony Holmes says, please, can you find out the truth about what is going on with our club? We just want to know the truth, please. He said please twice there, which is very polite. Um, we should say we have, we have tried and yeah. we continue to try and we are an open door. Yeah. We have persistently requested people to come on the record. Since April 2022, one one of whom promised to, yeah, until his teeth fell out or some bollocks. <laughs> he cracked it too, and uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but Ben was in conversation with a director of this football club and the chief executive officer of this football club at Borehamwood on Saturday, and repeatedly, I don't know if the word is pleaded, although he did use the word pleaded with them to come on the record. And Ben, what were you told? I was told, I was told some things. You were told, we will, correct? I was told, I was told some things. Yeah. Did you yeah. try using like a Jedi mind trick to? I did. You will come on the Glover's cast. Oh. <laughs> well, so they, I, I left them in no uncertain terms with the knowledge that they know where we are. Yeah. Yes. That's how yeah. I'll phrase it. And that is the thing. We don't no. want to be. We don't want to be the people who know things. We no. want to be. We want to be the facilitator of everyone knowing things. I, I, to know things. I quite like not knowing things. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite that. nice I to have a, a certain, love a surprise. I no. I I think I just enjoy the ignorance. Yeah, ignorance <laughs> is. It's quite. It's quite nice. Um. So, I don't mind having to break that ignorance for the benefit of all. There's yeah. no point. The benefit of me. That is no good to anybody. So come and break my ignorance, but do it for everybody. 
you need to move to uh, South Somerset, Ben, where there's no local media at all. And <laughs> ignorance is around everywhere. I don't know. I've heard Three Valleys Radio talk to everybody. Any more questions? No, that's it. I've got a full stop. That's all I've got. <laughs> oh, <Facebook. laughs> Just full stop. Literally a full stop. It's quite an easy one to answer, that one. Yeah. Full stop. End of. <laughs> Coming back after this, we have a special treat for you. Coming to you live from the Glover's Cast HQ, we are proud to present, in association with the Glover's Cast, the third annual, back by unpopular demand, it is the Glovies 2023 and here are your hosts Mr Ian Perkins Thank you for that brilliant intro Ben I'm so happy to be here David My absolute pleasure and privilege to be here as well And (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) The third Glovies The third Who'd have thought we'd make it A hat trick, a hat trick of glovies. We finally done it. We get to keep the glovey. <laughs> we get the third star on the logo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Right for those who've never listened to a glovies episode before. Where have you been? You, where yeah, where have you been? Uh, but we have a mix of awards. Only three of which this season have been voted on by the supporters for the supporters. You are the supporters, and the rest are a little bit silly. Uh, perhaps a little bit angry, yeah. <laughs> a little bit angry after the season we've been through. But you know, no one else has done any awards for Yeovil Town players, so we'll have to do it. <laughs> Can I just say, I hope that in the future we do that thing where we do it on the last day of the home season well, on the well, pitch. I, I, I always used to love that. I think that was a really nice touch because it, it wasn't like everyone else does it as like a fancy evening do, and you go buy a ticket and wear a suit. No, do on the pitch at the end of the last home game. We don't we don't do either, Ben. Yeah, I know it's true, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay, so we're gonna do it instead. What yeah. are we starting with, Ian Perkins? What's the first uh, what's the first award, please? The first award is the young player of the season. And this Ooh. one was voted for, voted Jordan. on by the supporters. Not the draw. We should have added oh, I'm gonna add one in. Um the uh young player of the season, we had three hundred and fifty-six votes in this category. Um okay. and the nominees were the nominees were Owen Bevan. Malachi Linton, Andrew Oluwabori, Morgan Williams, and Jordan Young. Oh. And last, the winner. Last year's winner, obviously still in this, defending champion Morgan Williams. Should give him a shout-out, defending champion, coming back. Did he not get player of the season as well last year? He and all his Twitch mates, <laughs> I think, voted for him all over the place. He was a double... He, we had a double winner last year, Williams and Williams, and we had a double winner the year before, didn't we, in uh, Tom Knowles and Tom Knowles. Wow. Breaking news, no double winner this year. No double winner. The winner with 254 votes and 71% of the vote is Owen Bevan. Did we all vote for Owen Bevan? I did vote for Owen Bevan, yes. Yeah, that was a fairly fairly obvious one there. Yeah, I voted for Owen Bevan as well. Although I do think Morgan Williams was, um, uh, I think he would have become a close second. Yeah, well, I... I think Morgan Williams' injury was a massive, Absolutely. a massive problem for us this yeah. season. Couldn't right. agree more. Yep. What a miss he has been in amongst all the carnage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. 
on to the next one. Dave, do you want to take the next one? I'll take the next one if you want. Yeah, it's the Kabongo Shamanga Award for the most pointless loan in. And the nominees are Matty Gravosti. Remember him? Um, Finley Krask. Anthony Giorgio. Seb Palmer Holden. And Josh Hours. Now, we have no vote for this one, so... Do we just decide between us who the we most do, pointless Dave, one yeah. was? I think, you've I think you've done one works. of these before, Dave. Yeah, I know. It's a long time ago, and at my age, <laughs> these things, you know, fall out of my head very easily. So, okay. So, Ben, who is your winner of the Kabongo Shamanga Most Pointless Loan Award? Um, my vote goes to Anthony Giorgio. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to give it to Matty Gravosti, yeah. but I look back on that and think that was just a panic signing off the back of Tom Knowles going. I'm not going to give it to Finley Krask because he's not done horrendously at Truro. That makes me think that maybe there's a half decent player in there. Josh Hours, I did like against York, so he's not involved either. For me, it was a straight fight between Seb Palmer Holden and Anthony Giorgio. And I'll be honest with you, Giorgio gets it because I forgot all about him. <laughs> exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. When I read that <laughs> list, I thought, oh, God, yeah, I'd forgotten about him. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. I don't, uh, my, my second would have been Matty Gravosti because, um, yes. yeah, because <laughs> Chris Argy's signed it from Warrington and then uh, he went <laughs> back to Warrington, I think. My, my first was Matty Gravosti, but I think that's because I saw Anthony Giorgio play a couple of times. Right, of course. Um, and he did okay. He didn't do brilliantly, but he always walked off when he got subbed off. He always walked off around the away end rather than trying to soak up the adulation of the Hewish Park crowd. And I think no sooner than he was in did he he want to go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well done, Anthony. You well won done, the mate. award for the season. Well done, bud. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Ben? From Most Pointless Loney, we now offer the award for the Stephen Colker Award for Best Loney of the season. And we have a, a number of nominees here. We're going with Owen Bevan, Edwin Agbaji, Andrew Oluwabori, Sam Pearson, and Jamie Andrews. Um, this could be quite an interesting uh, topic here because they aren't all horrendous, are they? Our loanies this season. We've had a couple of good ones. Yeah, that's some very some 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 decent players in in there. I think I think the obvious answer would be Owen Bevan, uh, as as voted for by the um for the the, the young players. So I'm not going to be obvious. Nope. And, I'm going to go for Jamie Andrews, who I thought, although he played a far fewer number of games, probably impressed me more than um, than Owen Bevan. Owen Bevan has made mistakes and costly mistakes on some some occasions. Obviously, um, he played an awful lot more games than Jamie Andrews, but I don't think I remember Jamie Andrews particularly having a bad game. Um, In fact, every time... I saw him, whether on stream or in real life, he he, he impressed me. Um, Edwin Abashi is probably an honourable mention there. Sam Pearson uh, doesn't get anywhere near it because he was too tired and went back to Bristol City. Um, <laughs> and Andrew Wimbledon. Ol- yeah, Andrew Olorobore, I think, um, yeah, flattered to deceive, but did, 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 did get me off my seat one or two on one or two occasions. Ian Perkins, how do you respond? I think when you look... At the uh, Stephen Colker loan of the season, uh, I think probably previous winners of that were Dan Moss um, last season. Did we have one the season before? I can't see one from the season before. 
Um, I think Stephen Colker was a season-long loan who stood above everyone and really did make a big impact. And I think you can compare Owen Bevan in that respect to the, the level of impact he's had on the season and the player he's been for us. I think my second would be Jamie Andrews because I think when he came in, we had such a holy midfield that he secured everything up, partnered with Matt Worthington nicely in there and um, added real balance to the team. But yeah, for me, it's Owen Bevan as our loan of the season, given that he was here from pretty much day one. He came in after Alfie Pond got signed for Wolves, didn't he? So oh, yeah. a, a long old poke at Hewish Park. If, if Jamie Andrews had played the whole season, Jamie Andrews would have won this. However, he didn't, unfortunately. Jamie Andrews was brilliant at Notts County away for that ridiculous nil-nil draw that, looking back at it now, has probably cost Notts County the title. Um, but I think Owen Bevan has been more consistent. I think he's got better as the season's gone on as well. I think he's shown real improvement, which is important for Aloni. So just, I'm going to give that to Owen Bevan, who picks up his second gong of the evening. Well done, Owen. Well done, Owen. Congratulations. Uh, On to the next award, which is the home win of the season. Um, Um, I think I I managed to see all of these. Oof. Remember a win. Last year, we did an away win of the season, but unfortunately. (laughs) There is a winner for that, definitely. (laughs) We can't argue with that. And I saw it. I was there. My one win of the season. Okay, so the nominees for the home win of the season are uh, Yeovil Town 3, Gateshead 1, Yeovil Town 1, Eastleigh 0, Yeovil Town 2, Torquay 0, Yeovil Town 1, Solihull 0, and Yeovil Town 1, Dagenham and Redbridge 0. Uh, did you, how many of these did you guys watch? None. <laughs> you must have watched Eastleigh. Yeah. That was a Tuesday what, nighter. Oh, yeah. Watched Torquay. Yeah, Torquay was New Day, Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other two, no, they were Saturdays, well, Saturdays, weren't they? Dagenham, we nicked a goal and it was backs to the wall for the entire second half. So that one doesn't get it for me. Uh, Solly was similar, wasn't it? Wasn't it record score quite early in that one? No, Jory Johnson, Johnson scored Johnson. in the second half after missing yeah. a sitter in like the first couple of minutes. Uh, okay. Um, for me, actually, no, I've read out the nominees. Any of you guys want to go? I mean, I think ones you watched are probably. The better so the, ones. <laughs> so the Eastley one gets a gets a no from me because we all know that it's symbolic of the start of the chaos. So we've removed that from my thought process. So for me, it's between the Gateshead and the Torquay. We kept a clean sheet against Torquay. We didn't against Gateshead. I'm going for Torquay at home. Two nils is the vote for me. I'm going for Gateshead at home <gasps> because we scored three goals. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm I'm going for Torquay because we had a brilliant last minute JMD dink over oh, the keeper. A little Peter yeah. Dinklage. Just uh, yeah, the little Peter Dinklage to put it to bed. Yeah. Oh, just imagine Peter Dinklage putting you to bed. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um so I do the next one? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this one is voted for by you, dear listeners. And this is the goal of the season. 336 of you lovely people have voted. And the nominees are Alex Fisher at home to Maidstone. Alex Fisher away to Maidstone. Jordan Maguire-Drew 
with a little Peter Dinklage over the keeper at home against Torquay United. Owen Bevan Stonker away at Solihull Moors and Malachi Linton's equally stonking Stonker at home to Wrexham. And we all know what they did because you only have to turn on anything to find that out. And the winner is... It's Malachi Linton at home to Wrexham. Of course, it is 189 of those 336 votes, 56%. Malachi, a big congratulations for that. Do we disagree with that, fellas? No. No. So I told him yesterday, I kind of preempted this result and I spotted him at the end of the game and I said, Malachi, thanks for everything. Um, I said, your goal of the season against Wrexham is currently leading uh, the goal of the season poll on our website. And he said, ah. Oh, that's nice. He said, it's a shame it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he said, in the grand scheme of things, I wish I hadn't scored it and we'd have stayed up. And I was like, I know, mate, but, you know, it's a hell of a goal. And you can look back on it when you're old and show the grandkids you scored against the team that everyone plays as, as is FIFA. So, yes, he was. He, he, a... he, I know this is going back to Saturday, but he definitely got angry at coming off, didn't he? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did he, a little bit. He, he uh, took his frustration out on his water bottle. That was that was a man who has had uh, several um, several things <laughs> thrown at him. Frustration uh, being the most <laughs> of them. So there you go, Malachi. Hopefully this can perk you up. Good. Oh, is it me? Is it me now? It, it's yeah. you, Ben. Yeah. Uh, sorry, apologies. This is this awards evening is getting the better of me. Um, it is time for the Power of Positivity Award. Now, if you remember, this was the first um, we had our earliest nominee of the season in this Power of Positivity Award. When I promised on the podcast a while ago that Alex White would get a nominee here, organising the Lord's Larder Food Bank collection. I promised that would be a nominee, and it is a nominee. Um, Charlie Wakefield gets a nominee here on loan at Woking for his. His documentary, excellent work, um, and his oh, uh, documentary. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah good player. Um, the Yeovil Community Sports Trust and their ability to bring 600 people to the Oldham home game alongside the other sort of days that they've run, they get a nomination. And all 226 of you absolute blooming nutters who rocked up at Borehamwood yesterday are the final uh, nominee. It wasn't the easiest of of awards to put nominations together for this season, but I think we've got a nice little quartet there. What are we thinking, guys? I am going to go with Alex White and the oh. uh, and the collection. I think you know times are hard for lots of people at the moment in terms of cost of living and all that shit. Um, and you know people put their hands in their pockets and supported that. And I think that was a, a nice thing that our supporters did at the time uh, for a great cause when times are hard and everyone was miserable because Yeovil Town have been a bit crap. I'm going to give it, you won't be surprised to hear, to the Yeovil Town Community Sports oh. Trust because anybody who can get 600 people to turn up to watch a game against Old Athletic at the end of the season... Uh, that we, we've had is frankly uh, phenomenal. And um, but a close second was the 226 at Borenwood. And in my conclusions, I wrote out some of the other uh, numbers that we've had. But a, a honourable mention to Mr. Peter Morse for uh, who was on the away end. Anybody who was there will have will have seen him doing the worm on the uh, 
<laughs> doing the worm on the on the terrace, um, shouting, "It's coming! Praise coming! I can feel it! It's coming!" And he's talking about a goal. So um, yeah, but this is also a man who I think at Torquay United um, uh, on uh, Boxing Day was sniffing the um, uh, the the what do you call them things that you lean on. Yeah, shouting, it smells like promotion, boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter, what a legend. Anyway. He's been yeah. listening to Three Valleys too much. Yeah. <laughs> ben? ben? Well, this is this is interesting because I was going to give it to the 226 at Boreham Wood as a gesture to all the recent away fans. But now that we've got a, a three-way split and the Charlie Wakefield documentary isn't a bad documentary. It's a very good documentary put together. Are we splitting the award four ways? Can we do that? There's only three of us, Ben. Yeah, I know, but I'm just, I, I don't you want have to. Two. You've got to pick one. <laughs> Get off the fence, damn it. Um, he I... doesn't play for us anymore, Ben. He doesn't play for us anymore. Forget about him. Um, he might be the only other person to get promoted this season. Um, okay, so I've got, so I've got to give it to one of your two guys, right? No, you can give it to the other one if you want. So we can split it three ways? Yeah, because there's oh, only three we, of us. <laughs> we are splitting it three ways. Sorry, Charlie. I tried to fight for you, mate. We're splitting it three ways. Congratulations on your one-third of a Power of Positivity Award, Alex White. Congratulations on your one-third of an award, the Community Sports Trust. And to each and every one of the 226 at Borenwood, I hope you find a way of amicably splitting one-third of an award between you. I'm sure Dave will claim it on your behalf. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Power to the people. Du, 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 relegation party. Yeah. Right, is it my turn? Probably. Yeah. Uh, this is a new award for 2022-2023, and it is the Danny Rodriguez Wish We'd Seen More of You Award. The nominees for this one are Jordan Stevens, Callum Harriet, Xander Saziba, Jake Scrimshaw, and Charlie Wakefield. Gentlemen, cast your votes, please. And do we need to explain the award? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, think we do. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. We, yeah. Danny Rodriguez scored a, a hat trick once. Was it a hat trick? He scored uh, twice, wasn't it? Yeah, well, one, of, a, one of them was an overhead kick. Yeah. Um, he scored four and four, I think, didn't he? And we, we thought he was going to be a well beer, and then he disappeared, and we always it's wish we'd seen more of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, of, that, of that list, I'm, I'm going to have to say Charlie Wakefield. I think because uh, it still boggles my mind how uh, what we did see of him was in uh, playing at fullback, or uh. wing back, or whatever it was, um, and it was the silky winger. It was just what we needed. Um, but he'll take Woking to the football league instead. Don't you make me cry. Um, Jordan Stevens gets the uh, vote for me. I thought Jordan Stevens was a player that when he signed, he came with a good pedigree. He had a bit of time at Leeds, knew the manager. And I thought he looked sharp for about 45 minutes and then got injured. I think he had a real part to play this season in that creative area, an area where we've lacked a bit of confidence. Jordan Stevens gets my vote. And I am going to go with... Charlie Wakefield as well, because we had him for most of the season compared to Jordan Stevens. And I think the fact that he started right wing back against Scunthorpe on the first game of the season was absolutely criminal. Um, 
and I'm not going to go on about wingbacks anymore because I've done that all year. But yeah, Charlie was everything the best we on earth. <laughs> he was everything we wanted to keep. You know, we all wanted to keep him last season. The whole saga of was he going to stay? Was he going to go? And then we kept him. But why? Why do we keep him? If you're going to play him at wing back, you may as well have let him go and not bothered. Um, yeah. Charlie Waitford wins that award for me, Clive. Cheers, Jeff. Okay. So, uh, next award is the Glover's Past episode of the season. Um, I think, has there been five of them? Or we have more than that now? Well, we've had loads, haven't we? Yeah, I can't it, well, yeah we've, we've had a few, but Lord, I wish we didn't make the cut. No, no, probably fair enough that. Yeah. <laughs> Neither did Andre Stolches. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, didn't make the cut, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, so the nominees are Kirk Jackson, Andy Lindigard, Ed Upson, Craig Olcock, and Leroy. Le- Leroy, well, yeah. So, Ben Barrett, who gets five. your Glover's Past episode of the season? It's five amazing episodes. And I am I'm stuck between two. It's Ed or Kirk for me. And I think because Kirk was part of a semi-plan to be celebratory of the 20-year anniversary, Kirk for me gets my vote. But that's a little bit of recency bias in there as well. I'm going Kirk Jackson, please, Jeff. Um, well, I am going to go with <laughs> Kirk Jackson as well, because I really oh. enjoyed sitting back listening to that one i enjoyed the ed upson one because he sort of teased us a little bit didn't he and a little you know, tease said he'd been in touch with he was chris Har- well he didn't tease us chris hargreave teased us mm. maybe that should be a glover's past he teased us and then um ed upson was like he never called me <laughs> yeah. if only he'd made that call eh who knows what would have happened mm. okay well as kirk jackson has won already um, which I don't disagree with in the slightest, I'm going to go for Andy Lindegaard because it was a Ben Barrett three-and-a-half-hour-long special. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Peter Jackson cut. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it, it, it was enjoyable, and it, and it gave us the opportunity to, uh, to think about that game at Nottingham Forest as well. We've got to have something happy to think about. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations, Kirk. Uh, good interview. Good interview. Uh, the next award is the uh, What the Hell Have I Signed Up For Award in association with Stuart Taylor, who famously played 45 minutes for Yeovil Town before thinking, I am out of here. Uh, the nominees for this one are Stuart Roberts, who joined the board last summer and probably is thinking, why the hell did I do that? Uh, SU Glovers, who famously took on the stewardship of the club at the end of February and are probably thinking, why the hell did I do that? Uh, Chris Hargreaves, the manager who came in around about this time last year, just as the season finished, and probably thought, why the hell have I done that? And Will Dawes, who, unfortunately for him, has uh, joined the club in rather iffy circumstances. (laughs) Um, and is probably thinking, why the hell am I here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cast your vote, please, gentlemen. Well, I'm going to go for Will Dawes because I feel a bit sorry for him uh, getting caught up in what was uh, 
obviously a situation where he came to uh, a t- well, I was going to say he came to a level that is uh, w- was beyond his abilities um, from 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 what we've seen. Whether hit that level is above his bi- uh, abilities next season, then who knows? He could be our uh, he could be the silky winger. He's just what we need next <laughs> season, couldn't he? I'm not going to give it. I'm I'm not going to vote for Will Dawes um, because I feel sorry for him. Same reason, but I'm not going to vote for him for Will Dawes. Um, he did play in goal. He did become physio for a short period of time. Um, <laughs> it's not, and it's not his fault that he came from Stratford Town. No, that's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to give him a, a gallows humour award here. I'm going to give it to um, Chris Hargreaves because first day he walks in, he must have thought, brilliant. Where's my PE schedule? Which grade of kids am I teaching today? And then he went, what? Sorry? Football club? <laughs> I've got a whistle and everything. Yeah. He had, he had his what curriculum laid out. Ones? He had his curriculum laid out. He was ready to go. He knew what exams he was doing. He was done at three o'clock every day. <laughs> then someone said he had to work Saturdays. <laughs> and, and he gets his summers off as well. And he gets his summers off. Well, yeah, he's got his summer off. Um, so I'm giving it to Chris Hargreaves. And I'm going to give it to Chris Hargreaves as well because he obviously thought he was joining a club with a club that had high hopes and was going to get lots of support and be able to take Yeovil back up the league. Um, I think it probably came apparent quite quickly that he was not necessarily going to get the level of investment that it takes to get out of the league, at least the end of the league he wanted to get out of. And, uh, there we are. Well done, Chris. It's not quite a marathon run, but it's up there. It, the, the, the medal will sit next to that one, though. Uh, next <laughs> up is the, well, couldn't have seen this coming award. And the nominations are Chris Hargreaves for his appointment, uh, South Somerset District Council for the land purchase, Eshoo Glovers and the protracted takeover. And are you okay, Ian? You all right? You all right if I say this? Yeah. Tom Knowles leaving the day before the season starts. You all right, Ian? You okay? Do you want to take this one first? Uh, I am going to cast my vote to uh, South Somerset District Council and their purchase of Hewish Park and the surrounding land. Uh, how on earth did they not see what would happen and how it would end up when lots of people told them exactly what was going to happen? And guess what, folks? Yeah. <laughs> it fucking happened. Oh, language on the this is a this is a sorry, family, it's a glove, it's a family the award show. Come on. All right, sorry. Post watershed. I'm gonna say exactly the same thing for exactly the same reasons, but I'm not going to swear. Um I'm I'm glad that you two have gone first and that that one's won because it is the rightful winner. But I do want to give a shout out to Tom Knowles leaving because now we look back at it and Jesus Christ, was that ever the beginning of the end? The day before the season started. <laughs> so you the, the correct winner, but I wanted to give a shout out to, to Tom Knowles. Oh, Tom. Mm, Tom. Come home. It's fine. Okay. Well, I don't know whether we can give this one in association with Distant Glover cartoons. Uh, I think um, we can, yep. Yep, yep. So this is the, this has to be the low point award of the season in association with Distant Glover cartoons. Ben, you got your hand up? Can Distant Glover cartoons possibly illustrate some of these awards? I think, I, I, I think, I Alex, would love that. if you're listening, I would, I would like love you, that. Yeah, I would like we, you. If we stop calling them cartoons, he might. 
Yeah. What, what would you call them? Illustrations? Yes, illustrations. Come on. Oh, Hang it in the Louvre. Yeah. <laughs> Hang it in the right. Louvre. All right, Watsy. Right, okay. Um, so, this has to be the low point of the year award in association with Distant Glover Illustrations. The nominees are Failing to Beat Ten Man Wildstone, Older Shot at Home, <laughs> Setting Fire <laughs> to the Pitch. Brilliant. Um, Failing to be bottom of the table, Maidstone, physio, or perhaps the lack of a physio um, that there was, uh, the manager and prospective owner, Civil War, and the players being unpaid. Ian Perkins. Um, I think it's pretty hard to pick a nomination from that award, but I think it illustrates exactly what a disaster. There we go. What a disaster this season has been that I, I I vividly remember talking on this podcast after Malachi Linton had missed his penalty and we'd lost to Wildstone. Or yeah, did we lose or did we draw? We drew at Wildstone. Yeah. And Ben saying, This has to be the <laughs> low point of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm fairly sure he said it after all the other <laughs> all of the nominations. Um yeah, older shot was pretty bleak. That was as toxic as I've ever seen Hewish Park. It didn't actually get more toxic than that. I thought it was going to at some points, but it never actually did. That was obviously prior to Chris Hargreaves leaving. Uh, setting fire to the pitch was all a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? We watched that unfold on social media, and but we did get to hear from Martin Starnes after that. So there is a <laughs> yeah, there is a there was a positive after that. So yeah, yeah, maybe we should do that more often. Yeah, the fact that we didn't beat the league's whipping boys Maidstone once. Um, is thoroughly depressing. Uh, the lack of physio for a small amount of time is probably why so many of our players were unable to play towards the end of the season as well, because they were all <laughs> hamstrung come the end of it. Quite um, yeah. Uh, the manager and SU Glovers have hardly covered themselves in glory over the past couple of months with the way that circus has unfolded and all culminating with players and staff not being paid uh, for the final day of the season. So I think, you know, you can't, that is the lowest of the low, isn't it? Um, not paying your staff. So has it for me, but I think there's probably a few lows in between there that didn't make the nominations. Uh, it says something, doesn't it? That there were twice as many nominations for the low point award than there was for the power of positivity. Uh, <laughs> Players being unpaid is just the most horrendous thing in the world. Wins by a mile. And that says something because some of those others are pretty horrendous. Yeah. I can do nothing but concur with everything the two of you have just said. So, yeah, our players and staff going unpaid is the lowest of the low lows. And Ben, you can do the last one because me and Dave have both done public votes. So you can do the final public vote one of the, the awards this year. Well, it is the player of the season and it was open to you guys. And um, just to say, first year, Tom Knowles was the winner. Josh Neufeld, Carl Dickinson, Reese Murphy, Joe Quigley were the nominations. And that's how it ended. Last year's player of the season, Morgan Williams was your winner. Tom Knowles, Charlie Wakefield, Josh Taunton and Grant Smith. A couple of those names come up again. The nominations were Charlie Cooper, Alex Fisher, top goal scorer, so had to be included really, Matt Worthington. Josh Staunton and Grant Smith. Before I give the uh, actual results, do you want to declare who you guys voted for? 
I voted for Grant Smith because okay. I think without him, um, we would have been relegated far sooner. <laughs> there was a bit at the end of that because we were relegated. Um, yeah, and I also voted for Grant Smith because some of the saves he has made this season would not be out of place at the very top level of football, it feels like. He's been unbelievable. And yet he doesn't win. <laughs> Captain leader legend wins Josh Staunton. Honestly, it could have been either. It really, really could have been either. There were 379 votes, 137 for Grant Smith. None of you were wrong, that 137. Josh Staunton got 210. None of you were wrong either, 55%. To be fair, if you voted for Matt Worthington, Charlie Cooper, Alex Fisher for your reasons, I don't think you were particularly wrong on those fronts either. Josh Staunton, uh, maybe not unsurprisingly, your 2022-23 Glovies Player of the Season. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trotko! 